how the beauty thing kind of happened because yeah. we then saw that we were getting a little bit of you know other brands wanting us to shoot their content and things mm. like that with with Instagram and I didn't have like a makeup artist or anything you know I was just mm. it's just my my boyfriend and I like <laughs> taking photos in our backyard yeah so I would have to start like doing my own makeup and just yeah. you know practicing different hairstyles and stuff like that and so I think that's when it, when I just I don't know I practiced a bit more at home and now I really like it Hello and welcome to another episode of Beauty Boss, the podcast about all things beauty and beyond. I'm Jackie from the team at Girlfriend and as always, I'm with the lovely Alana. Hello, thank you for joining us this week. We have (laughs) some delights in store for you. We are speaking to the ever wonderful Pia Muhlenbeck today. Mm -hmm. We also have our Holy Grails and another good old beauty chat for you. Yes, we're very excited. So we've got our social media superstar Pia and then our goodies. I'm so excited to chat about them. I know. We're all over it. We're getting into it. Jackie, tell me your holy grail. So my grail this week is a heat protectant spray. I, when I first heard about them, I thought it was one of those, you know, greeting card situations where you don't really need them and it's just the big company trying to sell you something. But it's frowned upon not to have it. Right, it is frowned upon. Mm. Those hair straighteners, curling ones, they get hot. They do. Don't touch them. (laughs) Side note. That's why I have the burn on my thigh, remember? Last (laughs) season, that was a discussion. Um, But I was gifted with a Paul Mitchell um, heat protectant spray. It's been in my cupboard for yonkers never touched it but I went to a wedding recently and I had some time when I was getting ready so I thought I would give give the spray a little spritz give it a whirl I have very straight hair curls don't hold it's just it's a fact of life I've learned to deal with it (laughs) but I use this spray and my curls actually held and we're in Sydney and it's been quite windy it has been windy the the August winds (sighs) It was on the harbour, so it was just – it was Wind City. It was a blowing. And and my curls stayed. And I'm claiming it, or, you know, giving it all to the heat spray. Thank you. It is. It is. Around. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually – I should have Googled it. I have no idea how much this heat spray Jackie. even costs. But, yeah, I recommend it. Where can I get it? What <laughs> – Jackie. I feel like you can get oh, it anywhere. www.google.com. Prepare, okay? Prepare yourself. I don't want any of this so riffraff on my podcast. Okay, Go what's on. your riffraff? Well, my product is back to my usual expensive self. Here we go. Obviously. $3 do signs. $3. I wish it was $3. That would be so much better. It is the Drunk Elephant Sea Firma mm. Day Serum. Yes. She is $122 no. at Mecca. She is expensive. Serums are in tiny, tiny no, bottles. It's actually quite big. Mm-hmm. It's a little pump, but I don't enjoy that it's one of the like air pressure pumps. So like the bottom <gasps> lifts to push yeah. out. So like obviously it's a C serum, so it needs to stay fresh. Otherwise it oxidizes and it's no longer an active. Yeah. Obviously. But obviously, <laughs> duh, I can't see how much is in it. So I have no idea at what point I'm going to run out and I'm just going to be like, Oh, cool. So I don't want to eat lunch this week. <laughs> I'm just going to buy a new serum. But you know what? When I'm 70 and radiant and people think I'm 50, exactly. I am going to be here for it. It is a little bit thick, though. If you don't like thick face products, it's not for you. It's not for you. Mm. 
given it's a day product and you have to put makeup over the top of it, Ooh, generally put, I put it on like first thing in the morning and then I'll do my hair, pick out my clothes, pack my bag and then do my makeup. So you've Let got this time to like set in. Also, I love yeah. how I'm packing my bag like I'm going to school. <laughs> Just me and my backpack. Anyway, it's available at Mecca, yeah. Drunk Elephant, a classic. You know what I got out of that is how much we both hate the air pump products and we've never discussed that. I just can't that. see it. I need to know. Oh, I feel you. But I really like the twist up because you like twist it and the pump comes out. It's very travel friendly. Anyway, the discussion for the week, Jacqueline. Yes. So Alana came over to me when we were um, at work and started As I do. chatting my ear off about this <laughs> and I actually had no idea. So she said, do you know the difference between AHA and BHA? And then just you just continued to ramble on. Mm. Did and you know the difference, Jacqueline? No, I, I actually I don't even think I know what you're talking about. Well, they're both a type of acid. <laughs> AHAs are alpha-hydroxy acids and BHAs are beta-hydroxy acids. They both work in conjunction really well, yeah. but they're also two separate things. You're rolling your eyes at me. <laughs> what? How do you not know these things? Call yourself a beauty podcaster. <laughs> wow, the audacity. The audacity of you not knowing. <laughs> so they reduce inflammation, yep. can help with fine lines, acne clearing, redness. Basically, they're like the wonder kids of the beauty world, especially at the moment. They're having a moment. They're Every, having a moment. Everybody's here for the acids. Okay. As Gemma said in our interview the other day, she's just drowning herself in, herself in acid. <laughs> so am I. This is it. This is me. This is where I'm at. The combination ones are the best because they work for like everything. But if you've got a specific problem, yeah, you need to know the difference. Yes, I'm ready because I want to jump on this acid bandwagon. I'm ready for all the acids. Well, I would say that you are more of an AHA gal. Okay. But like Beck, your sister, for example, would be a BHA gal. Yeah. BHAs are for acne. And sun damage. So it like pulls out a lot of imperfections, sorts out all of your kind of pigment and stuff. Whereas AHA is lines, enlarged pores. Okay. The good stuff. So, and even skin tone. So <laughs> they're very similar, but they're different. So if you have more problem um, skin, you have troubles with breakouts, mm-hmm. and you're more of a BHA. You are gal. more of a BHA, yes. Also rosacea redness kind of thing is for BHAs. But they do work well. But I would definitely recommend start slowly, like <laughs> one day a week with a BHA or an AHA because it's an acid. Like it, it is an acid and it will strip your face. Yeah. Yeah. You will have no skin left if you're if you're too aggressive. I'm going to come in next week and – Skinless. You know that episode of um, Sex in the City where <laughs> Sam has to wear the- – <laughs> This is so useless for anybody I know. <laughs> The episode where she gets, I think it's a face peel, is it? Yeah. And she has to wear the little, I don't even know what they're called, the little sheet over her face because yeah. she's just. A little protection sheet. Yeah, because yeah. she's red raw. That'll be you. That'll be me. Next week. I'm ready. Maybe you'll have done your research for the podcast too. <laughs> Let's get into our chat with Pia. <laughs> With over 2 million subscribers on Instagram, this social media sensation and entrepreneur is an unstoppable force. After co-founding Slinky, a luxe athleisure brand, Pia Muhlenbeck went on to become one of Australia's most well-known influencers. She's a woman of many talents and is showing no sign of slowing down anytime soon. So thank you for joining us in the studio, Pia. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> what an awesome intro. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we strive to make you guys the most uncomfortable as possible when yeah. we do those. You just don't really know what to say after that it's yeah. just like hi it's like when someone sings you happy birthday and you're like 
thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you too. <laughs> yeah, we have been quite busy the last few years. It's yeah. um, been a bit of a roller coaster, but really exciting. Have yeah. you always been interested in beauty? Well, it's interesting because when I was really little, I was a bit of a tomboy and I wasn't really yeah. that interested in beauty. I was very like into sports and things like that. But my mum is actually a paramedical aesthetician. Oh, yeah. So for, <laughs> so for a number of years uh, while I lived on the Gold Coast, she actually ran a very successful skin clinic. Okay. So she was always very into, you know, looking after your skin, overall health and wellness and things like that. And yeah. so I learned a lot from her. Rubbed off on you a little bit. Yeah. Not so much about the makeup, but like overall just sort of skin health and happiness and vibrance from that perspective. Yeah. So the makeup thing kind of came a little bit later in life when I was in high school and I started like experimenting with different makeup looks yeah. and got, you know, a curling iron and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, I used to use like a literal iron oh, to straighten my hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nice. I've been through all the phases <laughs> and um, yeah, now I, now I love it, you know, but my interest in beauty is very wearable. You know, yeah. I like to play with different hair looks and things like that. But yeah. I'm not like super extravagant with the makeup or anything. But I just yeah. like to find like products that wear well and something that makes you feel super comfortable but still look like you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you were a, a tomboy when you were little and only sort of started to get into beauty in your, your teens. Yeah. So this wasn't always PR. You weren't always no. as beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I need to send you guys some photos of me. I was so awkward. It's just shameful. It was like bandanas and like long board yes. shorts. Oh, you yeah. remember the oh long board God. shorts? My auntie sent yeah. me a photo the other day and I'm wearing like knee-length blue cargo shorts. I'm like, what are you wearing? The 90s. Oh, gosh. Oh. So at the moment you've kind of grown into this new – beauty vibe compared to like teen PR. Mm. Who would you say your biggest beauty inspiration at the moment is? Oh, oh, I get a inspiration from a lot of people. I think because I'm on social media, I just see so many people that I follow that, you know, uh, I just get inspiration from like even Pinterest and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I still think my mum is my biggest beauty inspiration. Just when I look at photos of her, you know, she was just always so well put together and really like yeah. a classy lady. She still is. Not <laughs> That was past tense wording, but she still is. Um, so I've just got to give it to her. I think that's where the interest in it came from. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when you were growing up, do you think you looked um, towards your mum as well? Yeah, it's absolutely. Like a, yeah. With style as well. Yeah. You know, like now that kind of vintagey glam is coming back a little bit. So yeah. I look at like old yeah. photos of her in Europe because we grew up in Europe. And so old photos of her in Europe, you know, all tanned and things like that. And yeah, I'm just like, oh, this is just such a vibe. <laughs> So yeah, I'm getting a lot of um, getting a lot of vintage glam vibes from mum. <laughs> just make sure she's still got the clothes in her wardrobe and just go and pick through them. I totally do. Yeah. Every time I'm there, I'm like, <laughs> I come with an empty suitcase. I'm like, what have you got? <laughs> so did you always want to get into the beauty industry kind of after you got into it or from your mum? No, I was actually a lawyer. Yeah. So I was, um, when I graduated, I went to law school. I did that whole thing. <laughs> then I worked as a, a corporate lawyer for about a year. And then after that is kind of when I started my own business because I, you know, I loved having the law degree under my belt, but I yeah. never really wanted to practice as a solicitor. Yeah. And so I always had a dream to sort of start a business. And I kind of said to my my husband now, my boyfriend at the time, Kane, <laughs> that I wanted to try something different. And so what we actually did is I had a little blog that I was running while I was still at uni and it was called Slinky. 
and it literally had like health and wellness recipes, like homemade salt scrubs and like you know little protein balls and things like that. It had like no success. Like (laughs) nobody read it. I would sit there on my like uni holidays writing all these really well researched articles, and I'm like, is anybody reading this? (laughs) And just it never really took off for me. But I had this little website that was like pretty content rich. Yeah. And one day I was researching. Uh, what is the best yoga mat to use? Because I got really into yoga at, yeah. at uni. And I was looking at all these different yoga mats and I realised that they were all made with PVC. They were all mm. made with, um, which is actually like a really harmful chemical to yeah. the environment. And it struck me as really odd because I thought yogis were like these sort of environmentally friendly beings, you yeah. know. So the fact yeah. that their main tool was, you know, not harmful. eco-friendly and actually super harmful to the environment struck a sort of a weird chord with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I said to Kane, I was like, babe, I think I found a little gap in the market here. <laughs> what I want to do is create a business that sells eco-friendly yoga mats. And so he was like, okay, let's give it a go. We had a tiny bit of savings. Yeah. We spent months and months trying to develop these yoga mats. And then all of a sudden we came up with something that we really were happy with. I bought hundreds of them. I literally put them into the front room of our one-bedroom apartment. So there were like 500 yoga mats in there. There was like you couldn't see the couch, you couldn't see the TV, you couldn't see anything. But when the first batch arrived, it was faulty. All of the labels were stitched on back to front. So the logo was like on the bottom. So what had happened was we then had to use all of the like savings that we'd put aside for a marketing budget. Mind you, this was like a couple of grand, like this is a very small amount of money. (laughs) But we had to use that to get all of the yoga mats fixed. So then all of a sudden we're left with, you know, a living room full of yoga mats and absolutely no money or any way to market them at all. So what I did then is I said, babe, we've got to, we've got to go on the rooftop and take some photos and let's post these photos on Instagram. Yeah. And I had like maybe 300 followers at the time, you know, but it was like our only option. Yeah. (laughs) And so we posted a couple of photos and we kind of just said like, hey guys, we've made these yoga mats. Does anybody want any? And then after a little while, somebody contacted us and was like, hey, I've seen the yoga mats that you made. I don't know if you know, but I just opened a studio. I'll take a hundred. So we were like, yes! (laughs) We literally put them in a van and drove them there so he couldn't (laughs) change his mind. And like all of a sudden we were in business. And so that's how we sort of saw the value of social media. Yeah. Because then after that, obviously we still kept our jobs, you know, for a number of months there we were like going to work all day and then going home and sending out yoga mats in the evenings (laughs) and responding to customer inquiries at 2am and stuff like that. But that's when we would spend our weekends and we'd go out and take photos and actually put some effort into it because we were like, this could be a legitimate marketing tool for us. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) That is such a crazy journey. I had no idea you were going there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how the kind of – that's how the beauty thing kind of happened because we then saw that we were getting a little bit of, you know, other brands wanting us to shoot their content and things Mm -hmm. like that with with Instagram. And I didn't have, like, a makeup artist or anything, you know. I was just Mm – it's just my my boyfriend and I, like, (laughs) taking photos in our backyard. Yeah. So I would have to start, like, doing my own makeup and just, you know, practicing different hairstyles and stuff like that. And so I think that's when when I just – I don't know, I practiced a bit more at home and – now I really like it. <laughs> Gosh, now it's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a, quite an evolution. You have tackled so much. Is there a big pinch me moment in your career that you just 
can't believe has happened. Oh, honestly, there's so many pinch me moments. I think just the fact that I get to do this with my husband and we get to like travel and yeah. see different places and do pretty crazy things. You know, last week we were on the top of a glacier in um, in Queenstown drinking champagne and it was yeah. like, how did we get here? <laughs> so we, we have like constant little happy dances together. But I think the biggest pinch me moments is when you do something like a meet and greet or something yeah. because it's one thing, you know, sitting in your bed or whatever and posting a photo and watching people, you know, comment or watching a, a number of likes or something. Yeah. And then it's a whole different experience when you go and have a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Like I did a couple at Mechelen and I've done one in Germany and stuff like that. And when you actually meet the people, that's when it feels real. That's when it's like, oh my gosh, like it's a complete pinch me moment. So I really want to do that a lot more. I really yeah. want to do more like meet and greets or maybe like, I don't know, workshops or something like yeah. in the real world where we can build a bit of a real life community yeah do yeah. people recognize you on the streets like it is a, is it a bit confronting sometimes when someone's like oh my god yeah I mean at first I felt like I was more awkward than them I would be like oh my gosh hi and like you do we shake hands do we hug <laughs> and I'll like hug them or high five or something like that and it was like it was really awkward but yeah. you know it's always great and everybody it takes a lot of guts to come up and you know say hey I love your videos or something yeah, like that to yeah. someone Definitely. so you always have to you know stop give them like time of day have a little chit chat and everything and yeah it's just such a heartwarming experience like just as much for me as it is for them, I think. So, yeah, yeah it's awesome. 100%. <laughs> so can you talk us through like a regular day in your life, given that you run your own business, you have your YouTube channel, your Instagram, and I'm sure there's a million other things going on that nobody even sees. Oh, okay. So there's not really a regular day in the life. Like, you know, today I'm here recording a podcast. Tomorrow yeah. I'm going to be on a road trip. Um, every day is kind of different, but that's what I really like about this career. But we have tried to create a few constants so that we don't go completely crazy. So no matter where we are, we try to wake up and exercise first thing in the morning. I think that just really gets us ready for the day, wakes us up, gets some like happy endorphins running yeah. through our system. And then, you know, whatever happens that day, a lot of the time we will spend the day sort of, you know, creating some content, creating a video, going and doing something cool and vlogging it or taking some photos. Um, and then we sort of spend the more, more the afternoon of the day working on Slinky, dealing with emails, editing and things like that. So we kind of like kick off and like go and do some really fun stuff. And then yeah. we spend sort of the afternoon, evening, just sitting there on our, on our computers and knuckling down and doing some work. But because we're husband and wife and we work together, for a while there, that got really late into the evening like we'd sit there and work until like midnight or 1am yeah. and because you work for yourself it's really hard to switch off right mm. so now that we're a couple of years in we've we've kind of made a little rule for ourselves so that we you know maintain a nice relationship as well to switch yeah. off at like eight o'clock yeah so yeah. at eight o'clock we just like you know turn it phones off. down yep. laptops closed let's like chill have some dinner hang out with our dog and you know yes. be, be husband and wife yeah <laughs> Just hang out, relax. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have such a small handbag today, so I'm not <laughs> sure if this oh. question's going to work. But <laughs> if we told you to empty that right now, what makeup products would be in it? Oh, okay. There's not a lot of makeup products in here. <laughs> I, was I supposed to bring them? I no. never got them. Well, I'm just impressed. It's so small. Oh my gosh! There's literally a comb and a lip gloss. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> so they're your necessities. You can't yeah, go ones. anywhere without your comb. Yeah, yeah. I need a I need a little comb and I need a little lip gloss and I have one of <laughs> these too which is so random but it's not makeup I guess there's like a little little greens powder in there just to make sure that I've always got broccoli on hand 
<laughs> but I think my, I think my, you know, I I have like a kind of a rotating makeup bag. I go through yeah. phases depending on what season it is and stuff yeah. like that. And I like trying new things, so I go through little phases with it. But I do have some like some pretty constants in there. Mm. You know, I am currently so obsessed with the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Pores translucent powder. It literally is like it completely changes your face. It's like, like face tune. Yes. In a little container. <laughs> it's like it, your whole complexion just gets so smooth and yeah. it has no color in it. So it just looks like crazy It's really good. <laughs> and then I, I always have some lashes with me no matter where I go. So I've got my uh, manicure, Glam by Manicare lashes on me all the time. I have either the little individual ones yeah. so that I can like customize what I do or the little Bella lash, which is really quick and easy to apply and creates kind of like a cat eye looking effect. Ooh. And then I do, I always have Armani Maestro foundation on me it's just a really nice light wearing sort of velvety foundation it's not too heavy what else (laughs) what else oh Anastasia Beverly Hills eyebrows I could literally just do like moisturizer and eyebrows and a lip gloss and I'd be fine your girl yeah Right? And lashes. Lashes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we're Done. getting – And foundation. I was going to say, no, we're just adding on a list yeah. of 20 things. And highlighter, obviously. <laughs> so you get a bit of contour and, you know, a lip liner. And yeah. But other than that, it's very simple. Very basic face, Super natural. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So what was the last beauty product you would say that you completely used up, emptied out, scooped every bit of it out? Oh, <laughs> Ah, most recently was definitely the Bondi Sands Glow One Day one yes, day tan the wash off ones. purely because I'm in winter right now and like I'm not loving being just this like pale because <laughs> I go a bit green I'm like yeah. an olive skin person so when I'm pale I'm just like a bit like green looking <laughs> yeah. and if we white balance the video it's like what on <laughs> earth color are you <laughs> so I've just been like putting the the one day tan on and you can just put it like a little bit on your arms and shoulders and stuff yeah. and just gives you that little bit of a summer glow so yeah. I need another one <laughs> If anybody's listening. (laughs) 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 So when you kind of started using Instagram more as your tool for Mm. Slinky, did you ever think that it was going to get to this, like the stage that it is now? And did you think that you would develop a personal kind of brand off the back of it? No, not at all. This was kind of in like 2016 where it wasn't super common. Like we didn't really have the term influencer. Like when I first heard that, I like, literally laughed so hard when I heard of like the word Instagram husband I was like oh my god babe that's you (laughs) you know um so this was kind of like pretty early on where that wasn't really a a career choice that you knew existed um so it kind of just happened though because we were then obviously taking a lot of photos I would put put some of them on the slinky page and some of them on my personal one and it was just a lot easier to grow a personal page than a brand like the slinky one grew as well but I just found it so much easier to to connect with people on my personal Instagram and so it kind of just organically happened and um, we never really intended to build like two parallel sort of business models but they really go in hand in hand yeah. because you know the people that follow our, our YouTube and and you know our vlogs and my Instagram and all that I think there's a certain element of them wanting to support us as creators as well mm-hmm. and obviously you know slinky is one way that they can do that mm-hmm. so it works really nicely yeah yeah but it was kind of kind of stumbled on it <laughs> not not to say that it's not hard work because once no. we realized it was a you know a serious thing it's yeah it's it's a lot more work than I think it looks yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it crazy that, you know, young girls and young women turn to you for ad- advice and tips and tricks? And No, I mean, 
It is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of crazy. But I, I've I've kind of come to the point where I feel a certain amount of responsibility now to actually, you know, lead by example in a certain mm-hmm. way or at least put out a very positive vibe, yeah. you know. I don't really engage in a lot of drama or negativity or anything like that. I really try to have our content just be something that's lighthearted and we don't take ourselves too seriously and I just want people to, you know, yeah, get like maybe some inspiration of like makeup looks or like a cute outfit to wear or something yeah. like that but just some somewhere fun to turn that just leaves you with a smile on your face, you know. Yeah. So I think that's... That's so lovely. That's what you can do, really, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and what would you say the most challenging part of all of your jobs kind of combined is? Uh, I think with what we do, there's not re- – it's kind of the wild, wild west. <laughs> like there's not really a roadmap. There's nobody who can teach you what you're doing. Mm. You don't really know what the right thing to do is. You have to kind of like trial and error and guess for yourself. And even with our peers, like other people who do similar things, their experience is so different and different type of content works for them and things like that. So I think the fact that it's just kind of you have to figure out what workflow works for you and what kind of content works for you. And there's nobody that you can really turn to for mentoring or anything like that so much you have to kind of figure it out for yourself and then also with social media the goalposts keep changing you know the algorithm will change now all of a sudden we don't have likes on Instagram like you know how do all these different things affect our industry when you're actually building a career on these platforms so um, I think that's what's challenging is just like you have to be very malleable and very adaptable to a sort of a fluid landscape yeah and just realize that these, you know, platforms that we're using like YouTube and Instagram and all that, they're really just a platform and the value is in what you're creating, which can really sit anywhere, you know. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned the term influencer before and, and a lot of um, influencers do put the majority of their lives online. Mm. Do you find that you struggle keeping some personal bits to yourself or are you very open and, and share a lot of yourself? I think we're very open. We're pretty open. Our vlog is like not scripted or anything like that. When we pick up the camera and we go to vlog, it's it's typically on a day where we're like, oh, this could be quite exciting to vlog. Like we're not going to sit, you know, vlog ourselves doing emails for six hours (laughs) or something like that. Just a time lapse. Here we are on laptops. Um, The end. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) And then just like sleep. (laughs) So obviously they're the highlights and everything, but it's really just our experience. And I think you can see that we're just we're just excited about everything that's happening as I think, you know, the people watching and whatnot because, yeah, it's just been like, you know, really trying very hard for a lot of years to build a business. We tried to build some other businesses even before this and like Kane and I have always just been really like wired that way, you know. Mm -hmm. So for something to finally stick and something to finally work for us, um, it's just super exciting. Work it has. (laughs) (laughs) So do you often find that there's a lot of negativity that goes kind of hand in hand with social media and have you found that you've experienced any of that? Oh, absolutely. I think once you have a big audience, you're always going to have people who want to pick holes in things. You're always going to have someone who's going to criticise. But honestly, my best advice is block and delete. Just don't engage. They clearly just want a response from you. Mm. The more you 
like, you know, accept the bait and respond and create this thread of drama and hate and everything like that, that the more you breed that in your mm. little community environment. Yeah. So for me, it's always been like, you know what? I don't have time for this. I've got things to do. I'm going to block and delete this. And within five seconds, I don't even think about it again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to have a certain level of yourself that's removed from your social media presence like that because nobody in the in the real world would ever say some of these things to you, yeah. you know? No, no so, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I think, just block and delete, move on and don't entertain it. Yeah. So are you always, uh, you know, amazing, glammed up, full face and hair and makeup <laughs> or will we catch you in your pyjamas or your tracky dacks <laughs> on a Sunday? I literally almost always am in, like, pyjamas yes. unless I, lit- I have to film something, you know. <laughs> I work from home. It's very hard not to work in Ugg boots when you work from home. Um, I work in an office and it's very hard for me not to come in here in Ugg boots and trackies. Even when I'm filming a video or something, I'll have like a cute top on. And then you're like, if I stand up or something, you just see like little pyjama pants. (laughs) Real glam up top. (laughs) Red carpet ready, bed ready. (laughs) Depends on which side you see. Split personalities. (laughs) So what is up next for you and Slinky? Where will we see you in five years' time? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I have some very, very exciting plans, but I don't Ooh. know if I'm, I can't actually re- – I can't <laughs> release them yet. I can't tell you guys. You're just going to have to follow me at, at Pia Muhlenberg. <laughs> this seems like an opportune time for a shout-out. <laughs> oh, we see what you've done. <laughs> oh, So now it's time for our rapid-fire questions. Ooh. Jackie. Yes. Are you up. ready, Pia? What does this mean, like one word? word answers or some of them need I a few more than one word <laughs> as close to one yes. as possible first okay. thing that comes to your mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life what would it be eyebrow pencil <laughs> what one word would you use to describe your beauty routine Ooh. um <laughs> Long. <laughs> we'll accept that answer. I like the honesty. <laughs> what is your biggest beauty fail? Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, you know what I really, really regret? Yeah. Getting my eyebrows tattooed. I had them tattooed Ooh, yeah. and it was only like three years ago. I should have known better. <laughs> but I regret it tremendously because now the shapes are all changing. And you know how your parents always tell you that? They're like, don't do anything this permanent. That seems crazy. And you're like, no way. I'm always going to have really thick eyebrows. (laughs) What do you know, mum? It's going to be great. (laughs) Duh. So, yeah, that's a fail. That's a fail. Um, The beauty trend that you've never mastered. Mm. Really colourful eyes. I feel like I I try it. I try it sometimes for videos. I'm like, I need to get out there and do some, like, crazy stuff. And then as soon as I have, like, blue and green eyes, I'm like, I can't go outside like this. (laughs) People see me. (laughs) So I need to work on that. (laughs) When do you feel the most beautiful? Oh, probably, I don't know. At the beach, in the water, with a scrunchie yeah. in my hair and, like, Love a bit a of scrunchie. coconut oil on and <laughs> some sunnies and watermelon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and lastly, if you could give your 16-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't stress about planning everything in your life, you know. You can... 
I mean, still work hard and work for what you want and everything, but don't be so stressed about it, about getting like perfect grades and all that sort of stuff. Because I think if you're just willing to put in time and effort and really try at something that you're passionate about, it will work out for you at the end of the day. So it's not about stressing. It's about actually hustling and working and putting yourself out there and doing your best and something will work for you. So lovely. I told myself. <laughs> Come and talk to 16-year-old me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in today. No worries. Thank Pia. you so much for having me. Pia, lovely, lovely gal. What a dog. She's our second Pia. She is our second Pia. Do you reckon we'll have like a second Elise or a third Pia? Pia hmm. 3.0? Pia 3.0. <laughs> we'll keep collecting the Pia's. Anyway. Yes, got to catch them all. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today, girlfriends. But please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Please rate and review the podcast. You know that it helps us immensely. And don't forget to find us on Instagram at Beauty Boss Podcast. And make sure you tell us what you want to hear more of on the podcast and who you want to hear it from. And next week, we'll be bringing you another interview, more grails, maybe a fail, maybe a fascinating chat where I tell Jackie she's not doing good enough. You'll have to find out then. But until then, drink more water. Bye.